Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hey, how are you? Good. You're a little under the weather today. We're, but... we're back so soon on a new year, yeah, on our New Year's. We're doing this, aren't we? You are. Yeah. You're, you're doing it. Yeah. So very special guest with us today, as always, and um, Gary and Christine Jarrett. Um, but probably more special about this is the connection they have oh, to yeah. 17 strong. Absolutely. So why don't you tell everybody what Christine does? For yeah. Us? Christine, um, is on our board. So we're super thankful for that. Um, she is in the treasury role, something that I'm not great at and hate the dealing with the money. So Steve kind of passed that off to her. So between him and her, they work really well together and they, do a lot of the financials for 17 Strong. So thank you. Yeah. And thanks for being here, you guys. Of it's great yeah. to have you guys. Pleasure. Yeah, thank this you. is awesome. So we're not going to talk about uh, cancer. Uh, I know. We're, thank we're, you. We're, this is great. You know, this we're, is just a sigh of relief. And, and this is along the lines of everybody has a battle. Yeah. Everybody's life, you know, no matter what you look at, when you see someone walking down the street, somebody has something going on. Right. We don't know what it is. It's not our position to judge. Um, you know, we're called to love one another. That's really what, what this is about. And Gary, you've got a battle that um, Are you going to go there now? I'm right gonna, this I'm gonna, I want to go there now because <laughs> I think it's so important for our okay. listeners All right, to know that, that, Gary, you're fighting ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. I'm not going to give the medical terminology for I that because right, right. I would choke on that. But we're so excited to have you here. And, and know that, that your battle is a big battle and you have a lot of support behind you and we're part of that support, including you and in our prayers and everything. But why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself um, and just give us the history of how this all came about. Tell us about yourself first. Let's do okay. that. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's see. I, uh, I was born in Canada, so that's different. Oh, Canadian. Right? I'm a Canadian. Yes. Right. Um, Love it. My family, or my dad was a radar technician during World War II. And then when he ended World War II, um, he started a family. And we were born all over the, the country. And even my first sister was born on the Queen Mary, heading over to England. Wow. Second <laughs> sister was born in England. Oh, my goodness. And then a brother in Texas and a brother in uh, Virginia. And then they moved up to Canada, and then I was born. Uh, I was a good mistake seven years after. Oh, good mistake. My, yeah, there uh, are no mistakes. My closest sibling. That's funny. <laughs> so, um, and then we were, I don't know how many years we were up there. Uh, all my siblings still remember it because of the snow. Okay. And then we moved down to Anaheim, and that's kind of where I grew up was down in Anaheim. Wow. Yeah. So you have. Are you the baby? Yeah, he's the baby then. Yes. You're by the baby. Se by seven years. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah you do have... So <laughs> citizenship in your family ranges from U.S. citizens to U.K. and Canadian. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yes. And I mean, we were, were U.S. citizens because we were born... Both our parents are U.S. Um, but I have a security clearance and they still... If I do my five-year update, I still got to answer the same questions all the time and give them proof that I'm a U.S. citizen. So... Wow. You know. That's but, pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. So we were in Anaheim till I was 12, and then we moved up to Napomo, mm. 
my dad started a mobile home business because of he was having issues with the smog and all that stuff down in L.A. So he started Ed's Mobile Homes in Napomo, which is where the uh, the swap meet is now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's where he was there and had that for a number of years. That was a long time ago because that's many many been years there ago. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And John Schaefer and I we set mobile homes together. That's hilarious. Yep. That's what you did in high school, huh? That's what I did in college. Uh, John was in high school. Yeah. So yeah. We started out moving furniture throughout the homes and doing whatever we could. That was it. Was a great job, right? Great. It was job. always there. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. So and then uh, when did you met Christine? That would be, well, met her probably, what, 74, 75, when we were playing baseball, 13-year-olds. Yeah, him and my brother played baseball. So that, oh wow, I mean, they were 13 and 12, 13, 11, 11. So I always had had my eye on her. (laughs) Even then. Even at such a young age. I know. Okay. And being two years older than her, that, you know, it was, I felt, man, she's really attractive and she's really young too, but. <laughs> right. It'd be a good <laughs> once, you, once you get older, when you're 17, 15 doesn't seem as bad. No, right. I agree. I agree. Which is, that's when we started dating. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? I was 15 and a half. And how did your mom and dad think about that? Well, they were fine. They told all of us girls, well, we couldn't date till we were 16. Okay. But. They loved Gary. Gary was like a son to my my parents because again he, they grew up playing baseball and so they let me start dating six months earlier. Oh my gosh! Wow. All the rules went out the window. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. But How lucky are you're you? You're not the baby of the family, right? No. 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 My sister Patty is, and then me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's usually you find it the baby of the family. All the rules get wiped out for, well, it, and they get whatever. I think because there were six kids, so yeah. By the time it got down to the, <laughs> yeah. us, the last ones, it was yeah. kind of like the four okay, in front of you no these are the rules uh-huh. and this is yeah exactly yes yeah. except bobby i mean bobby and that's gary and bobby were good friends and just played baseball together baseball i mean football. you tell them about the they did they won the world series for babe ruth no we he didn't. was a, we oh. lost in the world series we we won the state championship oh. and, and the regional championship twice oh. when we were 13 and 15 wow and what we, an accomplishment. Yeah. When we were 13, they didn't have a championship for 13-year-olds or World Series. When we were 15, oh, okay. we went to Newark, Ohio, and got blown out. We played like crap there. So that and was And this was Babe Ruth? It was Babe Ruth, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's so oh, yeah. cool. They traveled. And you know, that has not happened again since the... Remember that last group? Yeah, Nine, that was... No, that was uh, 2007? They, well, we just had that group that won yeah, just a few years ago. Like yeah, three years ago. Was it only three Cause, years ago? Because those kids are now on the high school team, and they have a really yeah. Good they're team. they're all seniors in high school right okay. now. So that would be so that's four years. So probably it's been five years yeah. ago. So probably twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard. You twenty know, we got the COVID blur, so yeah. everything yeah. is yeah. So because totally. I don't know, okay. but it was it was you know between twenty eighteen and twenty twenty. I don't remember yeah. the exact year, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But. Lot many years in between, so yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a great accomplishment here in a little Arroyo Grande. Yep, yeah. <laughs> we just had all the local kids, and it was great. And that's you know, awesome. very fortunate. Yeah, that's awesome. We love baseball, as you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so, Kazi Keta was our uh, he was the president of Babe Ruth. Kazi Keta, I don't know. You remember, uh, that's uh, yeah, Vard- Vard- yeah. Vard- yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, that's funny. He's yep. a terrific man. 
Okay, yep. so tell us a little bit about your kids. You want to talk about them, Christine? Yes, sure. No grandkids they, yet. No grandkids yet. Um, yeah, it took us a, a long time to get our kids. We went through, even that, we went through infertility and... Uh, just it was it was a struggle you know when you talk about yeah going through all, yeah we've been through a lot in in our many years together um but yeah so evan is now 31 and nathan is 27 and um yeah two boys and they're so both you guys married. Know what that's like. Happily yep. married. Mm -hmm. They are, yeah. And they both have moved recently. Nathan and uh, Megan are in Tennessee. Um, and Evan and Michelle are in Texas. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. That's but great. You guys we, have a place to travel. We do, yes. Yep. You yeah. just got back from there, actually. You yes. had a long road trip. We did. Yeah. We did. That's awesome. And so you guys have, did you guys have been dating since you were 15? And yeah, 17. 17. And then when did you get married? We got married in 84. So I was 20. Gary was 22. Okay. Uh -huh. yep. That never happens anymore. Right? You're <laughs> like, oh, the I kids are gra like, Graduated Yay! from Cal Poly June 14th. And yes. we were married the 30th and started work okay. a week later. Yes. Down wow. At, uh, Bunker Ramo down in, uh, it's actually where Oaks Christian College, oh, yeah. Christian mm -hmm. High School is right now. That was the, our building. Okay. That was your building. Yeah. And awesome. have you always worked in the, so did you work in defense? Is it's that defense software, software development? Yeah. Yeah. It's defense stuff. Yeah. And that's what you've always done. Yep. Yep. And Ever Christine college, huh? Yep. Still right. like it. You love it. I yes. Like it. Yeah. Well, we moved away. Yeah. Just for one year. And then I was so homesick. I'm like, we have to go back to a Green. Mm. So we did. <laughs> yeah. And then Gary got back on with the company. He did, um, what'd you do your senior project? Did our senior project for him. For yeah. Cal Poly, and he's been there, yeah, ever since. Ever since. Wow. Mm -hmm. And did you start your bookkeeping business right away? Um, so, yeah, I've been doing bookkeeping a lot at that time, just working for other um, businesses. And then um, once we started, once we had the boys, I stayed home. For well, originally, you're doing paralegal. For yes, a of years. I did. Yeah. I did do that. Yeah, I went through a paralegal course when we were living down there. Came back up, and I did work for a number of attorneys here. Oh, nice. in the area. Yes, and then you wanted your own <clears throat> schedule when you had kids and all that other stuff. Yes, yeah, I stayed home for eight years, and then um, yeah, a bookkeeping job came up at a church, and I worked there for about eleven years. It's awesome. And, and then, then you just had a few here and there, and. Yeah. Have to pick and choose. Yes. And then I, well, I left there and then just started doing, yeah, my own business of it. Yeah. That's awesome. But I'm pretty much retired from that now. Yeah. Since which is things great. have kind of, and what about you? Are, would you consider yourself semi retired or retired or? Uh, not none retired of the at all. I'm working extra in general. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we have I'm our, working. we have our regular contract and then we're doing some business development on the side. So, and do you work from home now? Most of the time, yeah. This week I'm not going to be in the office. Next week I'll probably be in there three days. So every week is going to be a little bit different. Hmm. Yeah, but I love it, and you know it's great being able to attend meetings virtually. Yeah, and still get work done. Well, you may not be need to be the most involved. So right, yeah, yeah it works but out terrific. you're still in the loop. Yes, you're still what's going on. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. Yeah, 
And oh even when God. we go on vacation, you know, I, I work a little bit just so when I get back, it's not a pain to yeah. get back in Catch the in stride. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they're based at Vandenberg? Where are they based at? Well, our contract, we work, our, the people that we work for, the National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO. Okay. So they they operate all the, the spy satellites and stuff like that. So all the national security payloads were part of that. Gotcha. Um, they're launched at Cape Canaveral and Vandenberg. So we have nine people at Cape Canaveral. Mm. And so you, what does your job entail? If you can talk about, it? do you like write code or write? I, I write, yeah, I write the code. So you write the, the codes. The code that I, I work on is really a kind of a launch display system that is used in all the control centers at Vandenberg and at Cape Canaveral. And then we broadcast it out on a, a worldwide classified network as well as people can uh, come in via VPN approved users and see it around the world for situational awareness of what's going on wow. during the launch. Yeah. How neat is that? During, during all the saddle launches? Is that what they Yes. Uh, um, and, and all the rehearsals. So oh. we're, we're quite busy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty impressive. So it's, it somehow it's, it's still going after 30 some years. Yeah. So, and how did you get involved in that line? Well, our, our original contract at, was just at Vandenberg and we used to do ground guidance of the Titan 34 D's when I first started. And then, uh, that ground guidance was the computers on the ground, the radars on the ground, sending commands back and forth and then up to the thing. Well, now all that information is done on the, on the rocket itself, on the booster. Gotcha. So, um, wow. Technology is evolved yes. everywhere. So that, that contract just went away and we were able to, uh, kind of move forward with some, uh, other, you know, specialties that we did, which one of this is the launch display system. The other one is a trajectory analysis team that says, you know, the, the NRO wants the satellite to go here and we, we verify that it will go there based on all these thousands of parameters. Yeah. Wow. So we have, we have, I always joke. Yeah. Like not a rocket scientist. Well, that's, we're talking to one. We have one in here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. So you're good at math. I'm good at math. I did. I did. Thank the Lord. Someone is math and physics throughout. Yeah. Yeah. That is. I still like it. You still like it. That's yeah. It just blows me away that, I mean, there's a lot to know. I mean, yeah, you actually click on something in your computer and you see the code string. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. I don't even know what those commas, X's and O's mean. I know. Do you have like the, um, authorization to like make like no ixnay like, Abort the whole no, thing. No, no, that's do not, not have us. That. No, no, nope. that is not. We you. just Your provide all. We no, we, to be done we provide all the information okay. right, for the for the management team. Okay. Yeah, and that's all the uh, mainly the Air Force folks that would okay. be deciding that. Yep. Wow, pretty impressive. I always think, oh gosh, it's gonna go, it's gonna go five, four, and then they get to like <laughs> three, and it's like abort. <laughs> like gosh. Anticlimactic. Like, that's so maddening. Yeah, for a lot of yeah. people. I know. I know, and I can only imagine all the people involved. In yeah, it. the it's people involved so that have yeah been sitting on console for eight hours. Yeah. Yes. And then they go, oh, we're going to do it again tomorrow. Yes. So, so crazy. Gary, tell us um, how you were diagnosed, when you were diagnosed, how your diagnosis came to be. Well, uh, we were. I was diagnosed officially December of 20. So, and, and before that I had noticed 
even a few years, when you start looking at looking at things, right, you start you look and go, oh yeah, that probably was an indicator, right? But mm. I used to never have an issue getting motivated to ride bikes or do anything physical. I would just go and just Love have it. a great time. And it was like the toughest thing was just getting dressed. Once I was dressed, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna have a great time. And I started just feeling like five, seven years prior to that. I go, I kind of had to motivate myself, you know, it was really tough and things like that. And I thought, well, it's probably just age, right? Mm -hmm. Just age. And then I would, you know, I would build up to a certain fitness level and I couldn't get any further. It seemed like no matter how hard I pushed and it was a little weird. So then, you know, we just kept doing our thing, doing our thing. And then, uh, when Christine and I would walk quite a bit, um, hikes or just around the neighborhood and stuff. And then when COVID hit, um, we were doing even more walking. Oh, sure. Right. So I would kind of fall behind a little bit. And then Christine noticed my feet kind of plopping, plop, plop versus, you know, kind of springy. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of one of the things is foot drop or ALS. Oh. So, you know, Christine kind of diagnosed it herself. Actually, she found it on the internet, you know, oh, foot drop. Oh, God. Oh, that's what you, and one of the first things was ALS. And I thought, oh. There's no way, right? There's no way. Yeah. So I remember we were up uh, visiting Congetta at the time, I think, when you, you saw that. And uh, I was like, okay. So we just kept doing our thing and went through a series of tests where they, mm -hmm. they looked at my back, you know, all kinds of different things on why my feet weren't able. I couldn't pick them up very well, mm -hmm. go the other way. That's why I have the braces right now. Okay. Yeah. So if I take these braces off, my feet just kind of fall down. Gotcha. Yeah. So let me interrupt you right there for our listeners, because you know that they're going to go Google it if they don't know what it is. Can you give us the layman's version of ALS? It's just a degenerative muscle disease, neuromuscular disease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's And right now the, the treatment I am on has been pretty, has been around for quite a while and they say it, you know, it pushes things out 10, 10%. Yeah. So, um, right now the doctors feel like I'm progressing very slowly and I feel Good. like I am too. As Good. Because well. okay. sometimes it happens and people are gone after two years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, um, just no, I would agree with that because we've known you for quite a while. And yeah. I think it's only been the last, you know, I could be wrong, five months that you're even using the, the, the help to walk. Yeah. But it it's started getting more. It started in, in, in my toe, feet, in my feet. Yeah. So, so it's coming that way. It's coming that way. Instead yeah. of sometimes it goes like starts. Yeah. But it started, it started in the head or something like that. And that's when. That's when it's hard. Yes. yes. People that's seem when, to go because then you can't, a lot people, quicker than. Uh, can't breathe and stuff. You can't breathe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so the treatment for ALS, what does that look like for you? I know treatment's different for everybody, but what, what kind of all, program do they have you on? All I'm doing is I'm taking two pills a day called Realuzol. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to change my life and go crazy with uh, weird treatments and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, so I, I said, I just want to live my life and open my life up to other people and enjoy life with other people. Really? Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. you're definitely opening your life up to other people. Absolutely. So. I mean, I, I saw Christine's sister who had pancreatic cancer battle that to the end. And, and you know, it, it's not a pretty, it's no. not, not a pretty ending. It's not, no, yeah. not at all. Not yes. at all. Pancreatics. But, 
I, I think it's got to be the worst one. I, I yeah. really do. We've, I mean, we've we've lost quite a few people from pancreatic, and it is what those people go through mm-hmm. is just yeah. horrific. And it's not only horrific on them, but their family as well. I mean, yeah. Christine, mm-hmm. you can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. super. So yeah, they normally by the time they find that cancer, it's it's too late. It's too late. So, yeah. yeah, normally. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, ALS is. How long did it take you from when you were getting having symptoms to diagnosis? Because I know it's not an you know, easy diagnosis it, either. I think we started in the spring. Yes, so because it would have been over six. You, I'd yeah. say nine months. Yeah, you started going to the um, doctor to get. They were thinking, yeah, maybe a pinched nerve. That's sure. why. And his that's what right. my main guy said. Oh yeah, you probably have a pinched nerve. Yeah. 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 So well, a healthy, do. active guy. I mean, yeah. ALS yeah. not on your rate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's no different than than Ryan. Healthy, young, baseball playing. Yeah. You yeah. know, cancer is not on the radar. No. You know. Yeah. You yeah. never yeah. think yeah. this stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then you went to the neurologist here locally, and that's when they did some other testing and a bunch of blood work to basically it, they they rule everything out yeah every single thing else out mm-hmm. and then they say well it's got to be ALS yeah so they like check the boxes you don't have this you don't have this you don't have this you don't have this. right yeah so they don't want it to be ALS nobody right. wants it yes but that's how they have to diagnose it mm-hmm. Seems so yeah yeah and, and they do these they they measure uh nerve endings so they measure the time it takes for them to do something up here and it gets down to my feet and vice versa and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. And I remember the first time I took that test was up in San Luis and I, and I was so intrigued with it, how, how it all worked and stuff like that. Is it electrical, electrical yeah. stimulation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I was trying to hit the doctor with a, Hey, what do you think? You know, what are your thoughts? You know, is this normal as all this stuff? Yeah. He goes, well, I, I'm not going to, I can't say anything. I'm just going to report the results to the doctor. And I like, I want to know. Uh, yeah. And, and then I, I thought, I didn't even think of it at the time. I go, okay, yeah. But now I was thinking, well, he probably already knew. Mm-hmm. He says, well, and then the you're one a healthy went, young man. And um, yeah, the one we went to here, he, he did the same thing. He did. And he, he came across like I, cause I was in the room that time. I wasn't at your first one, but the second one. And I just, had this feeling because he just kept doing the test, reading it. And I just felt like there was this kind of almost shaking his head. And Mm. I'm like, yeah. And he took a lot longer with you. I think he he said, yeah. Yeah. And he did actually say that was his first inclination when, even when we left that day, we walked out and he said, this is what I'm leaning towards is ALS. And we were just so that was the shock. first time you heard that word. Yes. That's wow. a hard one. Cause I remember the first time we heard the cancer word too. And it's the worst. You're like, yeah, yeah you're just what? in shock. You can't really kind even of. like hear anything else. And you're like, this is so crazy, you know? Yeah. 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 You think you're going to turn around the corner and then say, oh, oh, we missed something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you hope. You yeah. really do. And you're That's thinking. That's what you hope. Yeah, but I do, I can't tell you how many times dealing with our Victor Trip recipients and how they have said that, like when they have a mammogram appointment, they go, I just knew. I just knew that the way that they acted, they put me in another room, mm-hmm. they were like hugging me, they were like, can I get you anything? Like they just knew. 
it was like this discernment that just yeah. went off. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and then there's other people that are like, Oh no, not even on my radar, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah. it's a lot of how you re- how you're reading that person, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm. yeah. you know, and, um, if you can read a room well enough, they're going to know, like they're really cautious in how they're saying things and what they're saying. And they're being very sympathetic. And you're like, you haven't even said anything to me yet. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, but the yes. cancer word was thrown around quite a bit with Ryan yeah. when we were in Laird's office and he was very sweet about, but you know, he didn't like the way some of it looked. And so he was telling us like, this is what I don't like of it. This is what looks normal. This is what I don't like, but right. yeah, it doesn't look good. So, um, yeah, so that word was, it's just scary. It's just one of those things that it, it just puts you in a tailspin, you know? And, um, so anyway, you went from treatment or all the symptoms, I guess, and then it took you about nine months, you say, to yeah. probably get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And okay. then, then that was a local neurologist. And then we went to, um, some ALS specialists up in the Bay area, uh, university of San Francisco, and they wanted to do their own tests just to sure. double down on it. Gotcha. And yeah. So, yep. Okay. And so the, so the, this guy diagnosed right. And then <laughs> the guys, people up in San Francisco were like, well, wow, he really did a great job oh, good to doing know. all these tests. Right. Cause they went through, they said, normally they'll skip a few of them, but you've already, you know, done all that. So. Okay. Wow. So ALS, as far as treatment goes, if we go back to when it was diagnosed in Lou Gehrig's, it's, there's no cure for ALS, but there are treatments now. Is that correct? Uh, They're experimental. Yep. They have this, they have a drug called Rotacava, I believe that um, is an option for me, but it's pretty invasive. So you have to get a a stint, you know, put in and or a port, I guess, and then they Mm -hmm. put the things in. ridiculously expensive works mm-hmm. for some people help some people doesn't help others um if i was on that i would have to stop the other things i was doing um that's the same type of thing with any of the um uh, uh experimental the trials the trials yeah, yeah. they had trials yep mm-hmm. you would have to stop the real use all and things like that and uh, right now i'm i feel like I'm, things are progressing slowly you know they and we have an appointment tomorrow up in Monterey, so see how things are going. But I can feel um, the muscle twitching. spasming, twitching mm-hmm. uh, in my upper body a lot more than I did previously. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, that is the so that's the the muscles trying to they're just not reacting properly to electronic signals. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So and if you have searching. twitches, just I mean, I you could, can I feel put them. my hand and I yeah, there's just twitching going on constantly and you feel it yeah yeah and she can feel it also That's yeah amazing. yeah and is that what the medicine helps with helma the i know the medicine's supposed to like yeah prolong or to you know so that you don't have very many of those symptoms but but does it lessen the spasms i don't know you if don't it know. does i don't you don't yeah yeah is there anything that you could do or take for the muscle spasms I don't, no. I don't know, you don't but know. I don't, and I don't want to take a bunch of drugs either. No, yeah. I want to, I want to feel normal. Yeah. 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 Cause you didn't end up being like a zombie that, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to take a certain drug and then take another drug to counteract the symptoms and, oh. and it's an ongoing battle and I don't, it's a do giant circle. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's super so smart of you. Your main thing right now is just 
positive mindset, continue to do everything you do on a daily basis for as long as you can. That's exactly right. Yep. And I just want to keep, I don't want my life to shrink. I don't want it to go from 180 and start shrinking this way where I only do a few, a few items. Right. I want to keep doing all the things that, that I like to do. And, you know, sometimes the other day I, I just went, took my truck and drove up to Lopez and checked the water level up there, you know, just for fun. By the and way, how is great. it? It's doing much better. <laughs> is it? Yes. Yeah. Good, so good. It was good to see that. But yeah. I, and I like just getting out in my truck and driving around. I have hand controls and stuff like that. And yeah, I remember just got those yeah. In not very long ago. Yeah. yeah. And they're now pr- pretty much second nature for me. Good. Yeah. And so that's, it's amazing what they can do. I remember yeah. when you showed me your truck, I was blown away that they, so cool. there's that technology and we've come so far as a country to eliminate handicaps really. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we make everything possible for people, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing. And you're self-sufficient in that you get in it, you, you drive, park, get out, everything. You drove that truck to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, you yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. And Christine, you're able to drive it as well. Yes. Yep. You just have to turn it. Well, you, it's normally just for regular when you normally drive. So when Gary gets in, he has to push a button. And then it switches over to the hand controls. Gotcha. Wow. So, but you yeah. can drive it like normal. I and can then, drive it yeah. like normal, yeah. There's a plate that blocks, that I have to drive with, that blocks the pedals for me. Okay. Because So the, my feet don't hit them. The gas, well, the gas pedal won't work, but the brake still does. Like if he were to touch oh. the brake. So when I'm driving and I hit the brake, the hand thing moves. It's just a direct connect. It, it's so they want to make sure... Because there's been times where just, you know, your mind from driving this way so long, I'll see him, you know, you put your foot there. Yeah. But his hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Hand controls, yeah. Gotcha. But he's. That's awesome. So that's just been second nature then? Yep. Okay. And then got a wheelchair around the house and that works terrific. Really makes life a lot simpler. So if I forget something in the room, I don't go, oh my gosh. I just roll right in there and roll right in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And you redid your bathroom. I saw. Yep. Love it. Yeah. That's been probably life changing just to be able to yep. you know, roll in the shower, roll up to the sink, roll up to the the you know, closet. Like, yeah, just yep. makes life that's easier. And then now we're getting a platform built to get out in the garage. And we, we have a little uh, a ramp right now, yeah. but we're going to get a platform and then stick the ramp on the end. That'll help. Me getting around because I like doing stuff out in the garage. Yeah, Absolutely. you have a nice assortment of tools, and it'd be yeah. nice to get back and do a little woodwork or something. You yeah. know? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's great. So, um, I mean, life has changed a little bit, but yeah. um, but you've adapted, and and like you said, it's all the mindset. Yeah, you're you're not letting a diagnosis define who you are, right? And I, I think that's that. so important. Love yeah, that. and I you know I I draw a lot of inspiration from Ryan, right? I mean here. Here's a kid, 18 years old, his whole life in front of him. And you guys obviously ran this through your minds a hundred times. And look at the attitude that he had. Yeah. Yeah. And his was a giving attitude. And he comes up with this brilliant idea of 17 strong. Yeah. Yeah. What what kid at that age thinks about others in that manner? It just... It's just rare. Yeah, Super it's rare. It it doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I I was speaking... I now. mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was speaking... I don't know, it's over a year ago, and I posed the question to the audience. How many of you in high school had already figured out a job and were 
you know, had planned something already, you know, I think maybe four hands out of 200 people went up, Yeah, Yeah. you know, because it's very rare that people have that thought or, you know, able to start something. I mean, I think maybe it might be coming more common now because of social media and, and with influencers and, and all the different ways to make money, you might see it a little bit more, but not to serve other people yeah. like this. No. And that's what I that's yeah. what amazes me every day is that he was thinking, okay, this happened to me. How can I help other people? You right. know, and him not even getting it himself. But now mm-hmm. we see it all, you know, come to fruition. And it's just amazing, amazing that he thought that big because my mind wasn't even Yeah. I, I mean, I think of us going and doing our first three to, you know, we're at 34, you know, every year or most years. And it just blows my mind to think how that changes people's lives. And, um, so it is, it is all about the mindset. It is all about your attitude. Um, and he just took it one step further, just how can I help others? And I think that's awesome, you know, um, because you can feel sorry for yourself and it's just don't have a pity party. There's, there's, yeah. It's, it's not easy. And I understand days, some days are hard, but, um, and you take those in stride, but for the most part, you get up and you do what you can. And so, and I mean, I know you're very active, so tell us what you do like as an active person right now. Well, it's, you know, obviously it's tougher because, uh, I used to ride bikes and hike and all those things. Can't, can't really do that now, but I would say, just trying to do as much as I can around the house, you know, even if it's just cooking and a little bit of this and that, I would like to get out in the garage and stuff. Even, even the other week when we got the ramp out there, I rolled down, went over and cleaned out the cat box and everything. And I thought, Oh, I'm back in the game. I could, <laughs> I could go in and out. It's not a big deal. Yes, <laughs> cleaning out the cat box I know. means you're back in the game. We're in trouble. Yeah, I know. But I, I go, okay, that's a, that's a step. Here we go. And then, I, you know, I take little, uh, take pride in figuring out how to do things sure. yeah. with the way I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. I could do that better. Or, you know, just yeah. getting plates out of the cabinet and whatever it may be. Right. Yep. Right. 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 So, right. So you don't think it, you're going to try to rig your bike into figuring out how to make it I, work for you? Well, I could, I'm not, <laughs> I couldn't do it myself, but I, and I still, I still have hope there. I haven't sold yeah. my last bike. Good. There you go. I haven't Good. sold my last bike. Worst Good. case scenario, get a sidecar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? But, you know, I do have to tell you, there was a kid at, at our, um, our event, it, 17 Strong event, and he has, do you remember what Cody has? Um, he has his mind as sharp as a tack. Mm-hmm. He's, um, his body, he's always. Ever, Does he have CP? I think he does, now that you say that. He walks with canes. He he's uh, I, I don't remember what it is. Depending but, on the situation. But he doesn't let anything stand Nothing. in his way. He the just kid can snowboard. He can he drives. He runs lift. the bases. He runs the bases. I mean, sometimes with his canes, sometimes without his canes. Um, he bowls. I go, how's this kid gonna bowl? He goes out there and he just does it. I'm he bowls a better game than I do. I'm telling you, <laughs> the kid, he all because his parents don't let him stop him. Like it does his disability does not define him. He um has a bike and it's low to the ground and he has these pedals. And I'm not really sure how the pedals work, but um it's okay. amazing. And the snowboard that they have or skis that they have for him, I can't remember what it is, but it's kind of up on a little um 
I'll have to show it to you. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think I've, I, where they, he can kind of sit on the he thing. Sits and on he sits on it. A post. And, and then yes. his, his uh, arm braces have skis on the bottom of that. Yep. So he steers. Wow. It's, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. You know? Absolutely amazing. And he is... Um, just doesn't let anything stop him. He's, what did we just hear recently? He's now the ambassador of um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, wow. like, yeah. He just, go, he go, just asked like, us to come and speak at their event on April 15th. Yeah. So um, Holly and I get to go speak um, at the their Fellowship of Christian yeah, Athletes, nice. but they just hired him as an ambassador. I said, he'll be the best <laughs> ambassador you have. Yeah. Like, because yeah. he's not afraid of anything. And I love that about Cody. But um, but he's had challenges. And it's how you work through those challenges. Yeah. You know, like you said, you figure out how to get the plates down. Yeah. You figure out how to, you know, clean the cat. You know, <laughs> I mean, we, we don't have to worry about it. We don't that. want to, but, yeah. you know, I we mean, we have I to think, clean up the grass. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. But I mean, those are, those are over, that's overcoming things, you know, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and they're small things, but in your life, it's a big thing, you know? And so, um, yeah. And so I, like, I know the bike situation cause I know them pretty well. They love their, their biking. And um, I thought maybe you might rig that thing up because <laughs> yeah, I love that you haven't given up on it I, yet. I haven't. Yeah. But I, the last time I rode it, I felt pretty insecure um, sure. we rode just around the neighborhood and I thought, I don't think I should be riding, it, riding through Pismo the way my feet are. Yeah. Well, and you have those big hills too, yeah. you know, around, just around your house, you know, just to go in a circle. It's, there's yeah. no like flat ground to, yeah. you know. Do you do physical therapy? I don't. You don't. So you just try and stay active to keep everything. Yeah. I just keep working doing my thing and yeah. yep. Try to do as many manual things as I can. Mm -hmm. Sure. So that you don't have to do physical yeah, therapy. Yep. Yeah. That's good. No, that's and they great. and they kind of caution me against physical therapy. Really? Because you can kind of tear down your muscles and they're not going to build back up. Mm. Oh, interesting. So they said just just if you do, just keep it, you know, stretching, real moderate and all those things. That is so I didn't um, know that. Yeah. It was I I did a few sessions and it really it took me, it would take me like a day or two to recover. Wow. Was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, that's when I really noticed it was tough just to pick my, my leg up. Like I can bend my knee and do, do this, but like picking my leg up mm. like kind of with your hip, hip and, mm -hmm. yeah. would, would do that. That's where I, I could do it 10 times. And it, I was like, wow, that's really weird. It's yeah. like, it was exhausting. Yeah. 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 He doesn't have pain with yeah. it it's no just, pain um, zero weakness just weakness, weakness. Mm -hmm. yeah. so no pain no pain. none mm -hmm. i know uh, you know everybody has back pain and things like that right nothing uh, no is that uh typical or atypical with als that's I, typical it's oh, typical. It is typical it doesn't yes. cause pain yeah yes we just heard um just this week that a little girl got diagnosed with um was she autistic she's autistic Mm -hmm. She's um, a nonverbal autistic and they, in this particular little girl does not feel pain. Um, so, and I, I don't know if this is just her symptom or if it's all symptoms or whatever, but she's more on the severe spectrum, but it's very hard because any little crash that she does, they have to go in and they have to take x-rays, make sure that there's no bones broke. Oh, she wouldn't right. know. She doesn't she know. know. Okay. She can skin her knees. She could put her hand over yeah. fire. She doesn't feel. She doesn't there's no feel association it. There's between. No 
oh, what's wow. going on. And this is ouch. This, Talk this about, hurts. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, she learns this is ouch, but yet she gets the scolding from, you know, the, the severe burn or whatever. Okay. It's so you have to go treat that. It's really, mm-hmm. I, I just learned a little bit about that because I was thinking that's terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody can tell you my ear hurts, my mm-hmm. throat hurts, you know, she can't tell you. Right. So, I mean, regular doctor checks, knowing that it could be a huge sinus infection, a huge ear infection, and she doesn't know, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, who gets to take care of her is very hard because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the liability of trying to make sure that she stays upright yeah. and she's two, you know? Yeah. So that's also another challenge there too. They do two-year-old things. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So I didn't know that about ALS. I thought that there was a, a pain, but there is no pain. More of a weakness. Yep. yep. Just a weak, weakening. Uh, um, yep. And you guys still travel. You still get her. I mean, you go to Mammoth quite a bit, don't you? Yes. Yep. Every, yeah, we've gone the last three years, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. So yep. you still like yep. to get out and enjoy oh, life. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. Do you have anything that you want to do or that on the books recently? Or um, I don't know. I, I probably want to see a few bigger sporting events again. You know, I'd like to go to um, maybe like the Pac-12 basketball championship, something like that. Maybe we'll look at that net, not this year, but the following year because we got a few things going on this year. But well, I, I love yes, live sports. You just did the College yes, World Series. College did the College World oh, Series. Tell us about that. Yeah. Tell us about that. I love yeah. that. It was a. It was a. Just a ton of fun in in my mind. It was. They were long days. We yeah. we left mm-hmm. left our Airbnb at eleven and we didn't get back till eleven o'clock at night. So. But how many watched, games did you get to see? Fourteen, fifteen games. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> And then including the championship, you yeah. stayed through oh, yeah. the championship. Yeah. Oh yeah, the it was like thing. two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks and a little bit more. Yeah. Carry Oklahoma or no? Carry no. Uh, where Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. Omaha. You're Nebraska. thinking Division Two. I'm, I'm thinking Division Two. <laughs> yep. Division Two is when we we went to carry. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, that must have been a ball. It was. Yeah. And it was. It met was the nicest time. people too. You know, just yeah. great baseball fans. Love it, and it was fun seeing all the the different uh, fans coming in for all the other teams. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss won it, and those fans were terrific. They yeah. supported that team. Like Diehards, I bet. I've always loved college sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the reason I love it so much is it's kids getting to do what they love to do. Yeah. Very few of them will ever go beyond that. Maybe right. even if they get drafted, might not ever make it out of the, the farm system. Sure. And then those other ones, you get to see – them as a college player and then in a couple of years go hey i watched you win it yes. you know yes. college yes. world series That's you know right. yep and and you you see these kids right that maybe aren't even the best play one of the best players on the team and they get hot during that two-week period totally and 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 you would think they're the the best by far the best player on the team but they're not even really on the pros radars yeah Isn't that and i love to see that too that yeah. the unexpected yeah the underdog yeah the, i mean i feel like we have the lo- local celebrity, Jeff McNeil, who I feel is the underdog, you know, yeah. and look at what he did. He was the, you know, what was it the batting, batting champion. champion of the, yeah. of the 2022. Like how cool is that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's just a utility player. He plays, you know, where was he from? Long beach, you know, the, 
The, Dirt devil. What the were they? Dirt bags. Dirt, dirt bags. bags. Yep. They were the dirt bags. So I watched I mean, them play Cal Poly this year. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. I love that. I love that. And I mean, I know he got drafted as a junior, but you know, he went back and he got his degree, and um, he's doing great for the New York Mets. And I yep. love those stories. Just, yeah. um, I mean, he's a celebrity. He's a celebrity here, just a local celebrity. And then there, you go there. People are crazy about him. They are just so, <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah. 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 They, uh, they think he's all that. And he is all that. I'm not yeah. saying, I'm just saying. But he's it's just... different when it's, he's your hometown hero. But yep. when you go to where you hail from or yeah. you play at, it's mm-hmm. just like. It's next level yeah. stuff. It's yeah. just super cool to see it and watch it and feel it. And, you know, we're down on the field because he's giving a check presentation and people are coming up to us and going, how do you know Jeff McNeil? I'm like. He's a local celebrity in our town, like Napomo. It's <laughs> <laughs> just great. I love yeah, that. Google things. it. Google it. You'll yeah. figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. So um, anyway, I just want to go back to like um, maybe get Christine's take on. Um, did you ever follow Ryan's story? I don't think I've ever. Did you? Did you oh, meet Ryan? Um, we did follow his story. I I don't recall that we met him. We, I mean, our nephew, I believe they graduated. Sean. The Sean. Sean, yeah. Mm-hmm. St. Dennis mm-hmm. was a year older. So oh, okay. He was he friends with all of those kids. Okay. Just that group, 2014. Yeah. He graduated 2015, but he would probably have rather graduated 20, you know, and he was. Uh, all his friends were 2015. No. Uh, 2014. Right. All, they were, they and that was. Yeah. Right. This was 20. Yeah. Because that's but, where he, he'd always play baseball with them and football with them. Football, exactly. Right. So he, he went up, yes. But he was an October baby. So he was older or within the same you age. know, age gap. He was always an yes. older kid for his grade. Oh. Um, you know, but we chose to, because either that or he's going to be four going into school. Right. Well, that you know? was the was same like, with Sean. See, Sean was his birthday September. So he was young. Um, um, yes, but I think that, no, I think I, I thought that he, he, Right, because he would have been the same grade as Nathan. As Nathan, Nathan. yes, because our son Nathan and Sean, they're you know cousins, are six six months apart, but they were um, different in in different grades. Yes, yes. So yes, we would, um, especially the football. You were talking about that. Just um, I love. I mean, I he stood out on the field to me. Football, yeah, yeah, uh yeah. And that's where I really (laughs) saw him play. And and I thought that kid loves the game. I, I, and what bouncing and, around back there? <laughs> well, <laughs> did you wonder what the heck is that no, guy doing? And, and his pursuit was unbelievable. Oh, right, because he For would someone be someone that wasn't fast. It was unbelievable <laughs> because he never gave up. Yeah, no. yeah, and no. and that's what stood out to me the most. Yeah. I was like that kid. I, I want that kid on my team. Yeah, he was fun to watch because I would compare him to Aaron and Aaron had the thankless jobs as the <laughs> lineman, you know? So we would be hooting and hollering over Ryan, you know, like he made an interception and poor Aaron's like, yeah, I only get called on when I did something wrong. <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm sorry, you did a great block, you know? We're like, you know, thinking- the, oh. kid, the kids on the team appreciate that. Uh, oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Especially the quarterback when he oh, doesn't, yeah. you know- A, a lineman sacked. is a thankless position. Thank Thankless job. You know. Thankless job. And then Ryan would just do something crazy, you know. And same thing with baseball, too. You know, he was either a third baseman or a shortstop. And, you know, it was just fun to watch. And he was always, you know, he was just a fun kid to watch, I felt like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was that was great. So you did follow the story for the most part. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then you don't remember, like, because I feel like if you've met him, always somebody had a Ryan story. Yes. So there was nothing yeah. like that. No. 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 No, like, introduction or anything like that. No. Awesome. Just yeah. from the from the sidelines. So, yeah. obviously, he did start 17 Strong, and you guys are a part of the 17 Strong. So, what is your mm-hmm. feelings about, I know we kind of a little bit talked about it, but what are your feelings about um, what he started and where 17 Strong was and how it's how it's come about into the community and stuff. So kind of both for both of yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like I said originally, I just think it was a great idea, mm-hmm. right? And it was an idea brought about by an 18-year-old kid Yeah, going through a terrible, the worst thing that anyone could imagine, and he's thinking about others, and he sees this void out there yep. that he could fill, not just, n- not just for those X number of months, but for years and years, yeah. And you guys are carrying that on, mm-hmm. and I, I truthfully love to see and hear the recipients' stories. Oh yeah, and it, you know, it's it can be brutal. I've shed a couple of tears out there, and then thinking, oh my gosh, these guys went through all that, yeah. And a lot of times they had to do it again. Mm-hmm. They they get cured and then re-diagnosed, and it goes through again, and then you know, truthfully, I, you know, I. I love you guys, but I, 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 my heart aches sometimes when I, I, I think about yeah. when you're, when you're hearing those stories, it putting you back into those times. It, it, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we, we count it all joy as hard as it is because right. he left such a legacy and yeah. it's our joy each and every day to get to, to fulfill that legacy yeah. and make sure that his name and his death are not in vain. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's so important. I mean, and we are changing lives. I mean, Holly just got reached out to from Canada. Hey, yeah. have you guys ever thought about coming to Canada? Yeah, that's a board meeting. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, that, and it, because there's such a need. Right. So the first year, how many trips did you have? Three. Three, Three. and Three. now 30 plus. <laughs> 30, yeah, 30. Well, waited. we finished up last year at just under 100. Yeah, and oh, total. 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 And total. we've already approved. So this podcast is the end of January, but it'll be our listeners will hear it in February. Um, we're already approved 30. the same number. No, 32. 32? 32. 32 this year. So, so two um, less of what we did all of last year. All of last year. Okay. So, so you know, we're, on, we're, that, we're on, on a great track. We're yes. on a great yeah. track a to great do track. maybe 60, depending on how many more come in. But... You know, but I get to deal with uh, victory trip re- recipients on a on a very normal basis, and um, the thing that brings me the joy is that I hate the fact that we have to be connected to cancer. That's I hate it, but they get to tell me their story, and I get to tell them my story, which does involve how Seventeen Strong was born. And that is a great story all in itself. And I get to come in on the victory of it. So yes, they might be re-diagnosed and life after cancer isn't easy, but I get to come in and have the joy of giving them a trip because cancer has its own issues with, you know, I mean, just financial issues. You know, they're trying to start their career. They're trying to start their family. They're trying to finish college. There's major things in this young adult life that you're just trying to do. And then you have to stop and put it on hold and fight for your life. And you don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So cancer 
like just robbed so much from you and your hopes and dreams. But 17 strong, we get to come beside you and and like put back those hopes and dreams, a little piece of it yeah. in a trip. Cause they think, oh my gosh, that's the best thing in the world, you know? And I think of this often is um uh other organizations do kids. And that's what you think of when when you're doing cancer or you hear somebody, it's usually kids or elderly. I don't know why our minds go to that, but it's mm-hmm. a true epidemic that that these young adults are are battling. And um when you look at a four-year-old, an eight-year-old, they just don't know the value of a dollar. They don't know, oh, great, you're going to send me on a trip and it's going to have Disneyland and yay, that sounds great. And it is it's great for them. It is mm-hmm. because they need that. And so does their parents and so does their family. They need that. But when you give this to a 30-year-old that works their tail off and they're mm-hmm. like, it's a whole different appreciation of mm-hmm. you're going to give me anything that I want to do? Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, within reason and within your three choices, but yes, there's a whole different ball game to it. Like the thankfulness, the gratefulness, the joy, the expectation, the, you know, oh, I get to look forward to that. It brings that joy back into their life just a little bit. And then they get to go on this trip. They get to reflect. They get to push a reset button. There's so many healing moments to it. So that's what brings me. And of course, I didn't know. First three, I'm like, I don't want to be doing this. This is the worst. It's like ripping off a scab every single Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. But now that I know that need and what it brings for them, it's a full circle of going, my son didn't get to go on a trip, but I get to live it through you. And there is something special about that, that you get to go and I get to see those pictures and in honor of my son. Like, there's nothing better. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's just nothing better. Yeah. And so that is what motivates me. Even though this is not easy, it's not, it's not. But I know when God calls you that it's your purpose and your, and your passion that I'm supposed to be doing it. This is it. This is my calling. So um, anyway, I thank him every day. Thank you, Ryan, for leaving me this because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I didn't have it. You Mm -hmm. know, like, I think I would be lost. I think I would be so, so God knew. He gave me those steps ahead of time. And even though I didn't understand it, still don't understand it. I don't feel like I'm ever going to understand it. But, Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like you're, you feel probably a lot of those same things. You don't understand diagnosis. You don't understand why we get dealt this card. You don't have a choice in this Mm -hmm. matter. You don't have a choice, but you do have a choice of how you react Mm -hmm. and how you perceive this because life is precious and now it's all in priority. Like, what am I going to do now? What do I get to do? What do I get to do? You know, and that's why I say, where's your next vacation? Because I want to know, what are you going to do next? Because I think that those are neat. That's super cool. Like. So basketball, here you come. <laughs> Rose Bowl. And Rose Bowl is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd like yes. to. Do, yeah, Rose Bowl would be fun. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like all vacations, sometimes it's it's as fun planning it, right, and thinking about yeah. it yeah. as the actual yeah. vacations. Oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What as as we begin to wrap up, what words of encouragement would you have? For, this is really to both of you because I want to hear from Christine from your perspective, um, watching your husband go through this. But what would you tell someone that's been dealt a big blow and they don't know what tomorrow holds? Um, I I guess number one is just, just um, think about the blessings God has given you already, I guess. 
Um, for me, they were huge. I've always had a good, great family, yeah. uh, loving parents. My my brothers and sisters treated me like the little baby, um, special baby that I was, seven years younger than them. <laughs> and um, so I thought I was a little bit spoiled in that way. But And my whole life, I've grown up and people have been friendly to me. I've been friendly to them, had great friend network. And now um, that friend network, I think, is is really coming out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I, I'm connecting with guys in high school that I haven't seen in quite a while. Just had dinner last night with a, a buddy of mine. Um, and it's, it's really unbelievable if you just open your life up yeah. um, and let people in, I guess, and uh, just uh, look forward. I, I've always been a journey kind of guy. I've not really working towards an end, just mm-hmm. I'm working towards it, but I'm not looking for the end. Right. Absolutely. I just want, I want to enjoy the journey the entire way to get there. And that's, that's kind of where I've, I've always been. And I, truthfully, I thank God for that too, yeah. because I think if, if, if my mindset was a little bit different, uh, I just think you have too many ups and downs in life. Yeah. Sure. 100%. Sure. Yeah. I just enjoy every day and thankful for it. So yeah, I think that's great. Christine, what thing. what would you add? Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely been hard, um, and sometimes it it is scary thinking of what's ahead, you know. Um, but I do kind of take Gary's lead on that, just um, because he is always very positive and tries to look at the best mm. um, in situations. So. Um, where I can tend to go to that place that's, you know, um, a little more scary and overwhelmed and, um, but, and it's, it's been a process, you know, um, to think back of, yeah, just from the beginning to watch this and it, it has, it has been slow, which, uh, progressing, which is, is great. So we're thankful for that. And, um. We just hope it continues, you know, to move Amen. slowly and yeah, just taking one day at a time Yeah, because if you go too far out, it's, it's overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And we say that time and time, time again. Time and time again. You take yes. one minute, you know, yeah. one hour, yeah. one day, one week. But honestly, like think about it before your diagnosis. Did you know what taking one day at a time looked like? Cause I didn't. Yeah. We were always planning ahead yeah, yeah. and too always. far and too far ahead and thinking right. and worrying about things that we shouldn't worry about. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I did I, not I, know, know or understand what it meant living one day at a time until I had to do it. And it was, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, but it really does teach you mm-hmm. a lot and, um, where, you know, you don't know what tomorrow holds. So you're going to live today. And then yeah. you're going to do the same thing, you know. And of course, you do have to plan some doctor's appointments and different yeah. things that you got to do. And I understand that. But living one day at a time, there is something to be said about it. And I don't think the average person understands that till they've had to live it. It's right. just a very interesting um, way to to look at it. And um, yeah, it's 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 crazy to me to think mm-hmm. that. But yeah. Yeah. Well, Gary, Christine, thank you very much. Um, you know, Ryan always said attitude is everything. Yes. It's, you yep. know, always. It's, I've got that shirt. Yeah. Attitude mm-hmm. is everything. And, and you're living that example. Absolutely. And um, thank you. 
because just what you're going through and, and seeing what you're going through and seeing your attitude, you're an example to me. Absolutely. Inspired so, me. Yeah. Inspired so, me. Brian's, so Brian's thank you. been an inspiration to all of us. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. So, Christine, thank you. I know this wasn't yeah. on your bucket list to do. <laughs> yeah, but you did great. <laughs> but you, you did, did awesome. Yeah. So, thank you. And such a good support team. And I think that yeah. that makes it, brings it all full circle, too. Yeah. Oh, it does. And our and family. And it's just support. You know, or, it, it's enjoyment. Absolutely. I mean, I enjoy being around all these people. Yes. They're not just there helping me. 100%. I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. Gives you something to look people. forward to. I yes. love that. Yep. And one thing that yes. you did say earlier is that he has such a positive attitude that it kind of just bleeds over to you. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that Ryan, because I was having such a heartache and my stomach would hurt and my everything would hurt. And I just was in this, this state of depression. But when I was around Ryan, it made me feel so much better. Yeah. So he just gave me this energy that I couldn't get myself. So I understand that is that you let him lead by that. Mm -hmm. And it really does help. It really does make a big difference. But, Mm -hmm. um, and you just live your one day at a time. Like you said, you live your one day at a time and you can only handle today. So that's it. Yep. So with that, we will wrap up our 17 strong podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners, to our studio engineer, Mr. Nate hand. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, remember victories don't come by accident. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org.